0: Hello friends. Um, Welcome to another episode of Midwest Madness. Um, We are your hosts, Emily and Danielle. Oh, and this is a true crime conspiracy cryptid and cult podcast. Awesome. Well, this is our third Third. episode, (laughs) episode number three. If you're joining us again, thank you and welcome. And if you're a first time listener... Also, welcome.
1: But maybe like go back and listen to the other two because they're pretty good.
0: Yeah, the first two episodes on Glen Sheen and the House of David are up and loaded and I think pretty interesting. So, yeah. But don't take our word for it. <laughs> go listen to them yourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. So, today it is my turn to tell the story and. Danielle doesn't know what I'm doing this time. I'm super excited. Last time she knew what I was doing because I claimed Glenn Sheen immediately. Um, so this time she has no clue. So she's going to learn along with the rest of you.
1: Sirius and I are waiting with bated breath as he snoozes in my lap.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay. So for the third episode today, we are going to talk about the disappearance of Johnny Ghosh. Have you heard of this before? I feel like it sounds
1: familiar, but I don't think so.
0: Okay, so I picked this one because it's true crime, but it's also conspiracy. Ooh, a little bit. So a twofer. So it's a twofer. There's both (laughs) in there. I did try to find just a conspiracy. But it's not easy.
1: I had a bad feeling that might
0: happen. <laughs> Especially in the Midwest. I feel like we're not really <laughs> big conspiracy people. So if you are listening to this and you have a conspiracy theory that you know originated in the Midwest. even Or has Midwest ties. Yeah, even,
1: literally we're looking for scraps. We yeah. will take anything. If you think they drove through the Midwest <laughs> and they're in a conspiracy. Tell us about it.
0: Yes. So, yeah, please like shoot us an email or DM us on our Instagram or Facebook, Facebook or, Twitter. or Twitter. Um that would be awesome. But anyway, let's get into the story. Um are you ready? Yes. Okay, perfect. Um so our story starts on September 5th, 1982 in the city of West Des Moines, Iowa. Um, where 12-year-old Johnny Ghosh was doing his morning paper route for the Des Moines Register. Um, if you know me, you know my love for the state of Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, people from quote unquote Iowa. Quote, love. <laughs> but I went to college in Nebraska, so driving we did drive through Iowa and – it's
1: the most exciting part of the drive was seeing the Casey's general store headquarters. <laughs> yes. My family literally woke me up yeah. when we were driving by it. They're like, Look, look what it is. And I was like, Why did you wake me up for this?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> kind of funny that my second story is based in Iowa. Actually though, I have to say, Ames, Iowa, great place. Very true. Super fun place. Um <laughs> so He was starting his morning paper route. Now, normally, Johnny's father would accompany Johnny on his paper route, but Johnny had asked if he could do the route himself that morning.
1: Oh, that's Um, never good.
0: And Johnny's dad actually said no. Oh, okay. But Johnny woke up at 5.45 a.m. that morning and didn't wake his father like he was supposed to. What a little shit. And did the route alone. (gasps) I feel like every story kind of has that, like, that sad <laughs> air to it like the first with glensheen like velma was retired and she wasn't supposed to be at the mansion that night and now you know johnny's dad said no and he was supposed to wake him up to go with him on this paper route and he didn't and and how old is johnny he's 12. So. yeah that
1: sounds like a sixth grade boy
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's really sad and I, I hope johnny's dad doesn't feel like guilty about that i'm sure he does but um he didn't, like I said, didn't wait hit his dad. Um, however, Johnny did bring the family dash hound, Gretchen, with him that morning. Oh, yeah. so Gretchen, that's such a cute name. He did have his dog with him. So I think maybe he thought, oh, you know, dad's not coming, but I got the dog. So um, there were witnesses that morning who saw Johnny speaking to a man in a two-toned blue Ford Fairmont. I think that's how you say the car um supposedly giving that man directions uh, one article i read said that johnny told another paper boy that morning that that man in the car kind of frightened him
1: here's um, the thing like as an adult who works with children there has never been a time in my life where i've needed help from a child ever yeah like outside of work you know maybe i'll be like hey can you help me grab that chair but, you know, outside of work, I've never been like, oh, look, a child. Maybe they can help me.
0: Yeah. So, rule of thumb, if you see a grown-up asking a child for anything while they're in a car, probably not a good thing. Keep your eyes on them. So, that's a Midwest Madness life rule. Yes. We finally have our first life rule. Woo! Um. Okay. So... Johnny was then supposedly followed until he was out of sight of others and snatched up by two men and put into the back seat. Witnesses saw the Ford Fairmont screeching away from the area. Um, Now, I don't have like an exact time for this, so we know he woke up at 4.45 a.m. to do the paper route. And then the next thing we know is Johnny's parents received a call around 7 a.m. from someone who was on Johnny's paper route, letting them letting them know that their paper hadn't been delivered. So that's a
1: pretty big window for a missing kid.
0: Yes. And especially if they're I'll get to that. But I'll get to this. But um, (laughs) Johnny's parents assumed that Johnny had just overslept and hadn't started their paper route. But when they went to wake him, they saw his bed was empty. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Now, Gretchen did return to the gauche home that morning, but Johnny had vanished. Um, Johnny's dad went out to search for Johnny, but just two blocks from their home, he found the wagon full of papers on the sidewalk and no Johnny. So, I want to talk about really quick the fact that there were witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> and then they didn't, like, call... Nine one one or alert the parents. It seemed like this neighborhood was a pretty tight-knit neighborhood and, like, people kind of knew everyone. Like, somebody's paper didn't get delivered and they called the parents. Yeah. So you think if, like, there was witnesses and they saw this happen, like, wouldn't you think your first thought would be to be, like, call the cops or alert the parents?
1: Yeah, and, like, what about... Is it possible that he knew his abductor and that's why... Like the abductor was somebody from the neighborhood. So then people were like, oh, he's just with Tim. It's not a big deal, you know?
0: Well, I mean, if that was true, then when police came around asking questions, it would have been like, oh, last time I saw him, he was talking to so and so. That's know a what good I mean. Point. Yeah. So then they would have had a place to start. So I don't think that's the case. I just don't really know, like, what happened. Okay. So, um, but after making the discovery of the wagon full of papers, um, Johnny's mother, Noreen, called the police. Apparently, Things did not get off to a good start with the police, and they were very slow to respond to the scene, and originally treated Johnny as a runaway, which the amount of times that young kids are treated as runaways, and they're actually missing and abducted, and that's just like so much precious time that's wasted, Yeah, because these police are making assumptions, don't you think that police should like err on the side of caution? Well, and even if
1: it is a runaway, he's twelve years old. Yeah, and like, what does a twelve-year-old actually know about surviving on their own?
0: And literally nothing. And like, he was like on his paper route. They found the wagon full of paper. Yeah, like you think he just took the dog, let the dog go, left the wagon full of papers on the sidewalk, and then it was like bye with yeah. witnesses seeing them get put in a car like ugh, just I could go on for days about that and it's not just this case it's like every child abduction I swear to god not every but a lot of them yeah are, are treated this way especially Enough. when they're in they like young teen or teenage years yeah which I get it like teens they can suck <laughs> but I feel like you should just err on the side of caution. Is that a, kind
1: of um, MN or a Midwest Madness uh, ha- life rule number two that teenagers, teenagers suck? suck. <laughs> yes.
0: No offense to our teens. Yeah. Um, but Noreen, she was like not having that. She was good like, for her. She knew better. She's like, no, 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 no. So she started calling all her family and the friends she could, and organized a search party since the police were doing nothing
1: love a parent that takes control and gets shit done
0: yeah um from the beginning noreen was the driving force behind the whole investigation so it seems that the local authorities actually really didn't even do much um when she realized she was essentially on her own she contacted as much local and national media she could to get johnny's story out there And she also hired a private investigator to start looking into the disappearance of her son and to follow leads that the local authorities did not look into.
1: All right, I love this woman.
0: She is an all-star.
1: Yeah, I love this woman.
0: Like, throughout the whole story, like, you will see she, like, she's an awesome, awesome human being. Um, And she does really good things in the future. (laughs) So, yeah. And again, the fact that, like... Her 12-year-old son is missing, and she has to be the driving force behind everything.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure she's grieving too. So, like, you got to take that into account that she would like to, you know, her world has crashed down around her. That's her child. And, like, neither of us have kids, but if someone stole your dog, I would literally hunt them down myself. And he's not even mine. He's yours.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so just imagine that it's a kid. Yeah, even worse. I can't. It's like every parent's worst nightmare, so I can't even imagine how she was feeling and, like, the anger she felt. And I'm assuming, like, if it was me, I'd probably turn that anger into, like, doing something, which is kind of what she did. So, yeah, Noreen is awesome. Um, Now with that and private investigator... What he found was that Johnny had been kidnapped and sold into a pedophile prostitution ring. Mm. And that is like still what Noreen believes to this day. So that's... I hate that. Yeah, that's the crime. Um, Johnny has never been found to this day. We don't really know what exactly happened. So um, I also wanted to throw this fun fact in there. Johnny was the first missing child to be put on the side of a milk carton. Oh, wow. Yeah. So kind of a little fun fact there. A not-so-fun fun fun fact. Yeah. Um, Now, there are some weird instances and conspiracies that follow this case around. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about those. Um, Six months after Johnny disappeared, a woman was approached by a young boy in a convenience store parking lot in Oklahoma. The boy screamed, I am Johnny Ghosh. I've been kidnapped. Then he was immediately grabbed by two men and was never seen again. Oh. Yeah. Um, now, we don't know if this was actually Johnny or not. Like, I do want to point that out. Um, that was never, like, co- corroborated. <laughs> um,
1: confirmed or yeah. anything. Yeah. I. That's so, it's like, I want to be like, you should be more stealthy about it, but also, like, the more attention that you can get, the better. So it's, like, I I don't know how I would handle being in that situation either. Like, as him being, like, well, this is my chance to get away. So do you be as loud and noisy as humanly possible? Or do you stealthy and be, like, hey, lady, I'm, you know, I'm Johnny Ghosh. I need help. I've been kidnapped. You know, so, like... Ugh, it just breaks my heart that he didn't get the help he needed.
0: And if it was him. Yeah, if it was him. It could have just been like somebody playing a sick joke. It, Which
1: unfortunately happens. Who
0: knows? Who knows what it was? Um, we don't know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, this kind of started a snowball effect of weird things happening in this case. So one time, a dollar bill was turned over to the Gauche family, and written on the dollar bill was, I'm alive. Period, Johnny Gosch. Period. No. Sketchy. Now, <laughs> Noreen did confirm that this was Johnny's handwriting. Um, but again, we don't really know.
1: Yeah. And especially like I would I would love to believe her and that she knows her child's handwriting, but your handwriting also looks like a twelve year old boy's. That is very true. <laughs> so, you know, it it just could have been Similar enough to an untrained eye.
0: And when you're like that desperate for any news and any information. Yeah. Too, you you would probably assume that unfortunately they probably she could have just mistaken it or wanted it to be true yep. so much that it was or whatever. Um, so I have no idea how this dollar bill was found or who turned it over to the family. Um, but nothing was ever done with a dollar bill okay so no follow-up again from the police
1: I, I kind of though with that i kind of understand and not following through yeah because not only would that be really difficult to follow through on but you also like what are the chances that it's legit like that's such a random i don't know like if it was like a phone call or something or a letter i don't know just a dollar bill seems Strange, But
0: then again, maybe Johnny was like, oh, I'm going to just do this, drop it. Someone might find it.
1: That's true.
0: This is why this case is so like, like so many weird things just like happen that you want to believe that it's true, but you don't really know. There's nothing confirmed. Unfortunately, police like never really seem to get that involved with this case, which is kind of weird.
1: Super weird.
0: And I want to point out, too, like, 1982, this is right around the same time that Jacob Waterling, was kidnapped in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, wasn't that a little later in the 80s? Though? I, I thought it was, like, 89. It
0: was, but, con- do like, you now to compare look it up? Um, the response to that kidnapping to the response to this one.
1: I wonder if it has anything to do with, like, the size of the town are they similarly
0: sized well west des moines des moines is the capital so no of iowa and jacob wetterling was abducted from st joseph minnesota yeah which like is a, a tiny teeny, town. tiny town and if you don't know the jacob wetterling case i'm sure it's one we'll cover yeah more future. than likely um but yeah so anyway next weird instance um in denver colorado johnny Gosch was here was found written on the wall of a public restroom at a restaurant and red nail polish <laughs> i i just don't have words like
1: it seems so suspicious. but like again you literally have no way to track who is writing that and like Teenagers do dumb things. Oh, yeah. Like, don't, we're not trying to crap all of our teenagers, but literally. Not even just teenagers. Like,
0: <laughs> there are some really shitty people out there that yes, I could accurate. definitely see, like, just doing this for shitty. And being and gigs. like, ha-ha, like, this is so funny. They're drunk out the bar on a Saturday night, and they're like, oh, this would be hilarious to write. Like, who knows? Um, but yeah. Uh, now, again, not 100% sure if any of these things were ever in. Investigated or deemed to be a hundred percent true, but Noreen Gosh a hundred percent believes that her son is still alive to this day. So she believes that the sex trafficking ring or the pedophile ring that took her son has connections to higher ups in the CIA, military, and politicians in Washington D.C. Now, this information oh, no. was confirmed by former victims in the same ring. Um, so
1: is this with that? Epstein dude
0: I don't think so okay no. he Cause, wasn't because wasn't boys I don't think
1: <laughs> okay because wasn't that like a sex thing too I, I honestly have no idea. tried to stay away from it yeah. because it made me sad
0: um no I don't know okay um so Noreen was even able to meet with the victims and they told her that they had met and known Johnny personally and they were able to give Noreen updates about his condition but they didn't know where he was at that point in time
1: well, and how long had it been since he'd been kidnapped at this point? Do you know?
0: No, it doesn't. I didn't have a date.
1: Okay. Because if, if it is pedophiles, like you always read and hear and that they've got preferences for ages and genders and stuff. So like for it to be a pedophile ring, he'd still have to be a child and not just sex trafficking, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get really into that like nitty gritty of the details. I'm um, just
1: wondering, like, would he still be involved in that? Well, so many years later.
0: We'll we'll get into that. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> you're good. Um, so now the fact that she was able to talk to people who had confirmed that yes, he was in this this pedophile ring. That I mean, I feel like holds some weight to me that for sure that this is maybe actually what did happen. Um but again, we really have no like definitive answers. Yeah. In this case. Okay, so here is the craziest story I have. So in nineteen ninety nine, Noreen Ghosh, so this was he was abducted in nineteen eighty two. Okay. This is nineteen ninety nine. Noreen Ghosh was testifying in a pedophile crime ring trial in nebraska and she testified that in 1997 in the middle of the night johnny came and visited visited her at her apartment in iowa what yeah so now johnny wasn't alone he was with an unidentified and it oh my goodness unidentified male (laughs) (laughs) the two men Um, Johnny in the mail stayed about an hour and Johnny told her that he had been abducted by a pedophile crime ring. He said he had escaped the ring a while back and was keeping a low profile so he wouldn't be found. One source that I read said that he escaped with another boy possibly the unidentified male that he came with.
1: Yeah so okay so he was Abducted in 82, and this was in 99.
0: This was in 97. She testified in 99 that her son had come and visited her.
1: At that point, and like, you know, I'm terrible at math, but if he was 12, he would be in his 20s at this point. So why would he still be in hiding?
0: Well, who knows? He knows things, probably. He knows who's involved. That's a good point. You don't, I mean, I don't know anything about these. These crime rings, but I'm assuming they just don't let people go. That's
1: true. That's a good
0: point. the end of it. Um, Yeah. So, Noreen has claimed that she has not had any further contact with her son since that night because she feared for his well-being. Hmm. Again. I just, yeah. Is like this true? Like, I hope it is true. Yeah, I, I wish. I really do, but we, like, we have the word of, like, One person, and she testified. She testified to this. That's true. So technically, you can't lie on the stand.
1: I mean, you can, but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed
0: to. So, I don't know. It's just a whole lot of weird. Do you think she would
1: be that desperate to be saying like, "Oh, I saw him," so that people will keep looking for him? No,
0: I don't get that like vibe from her at all. She seems like just like a super strong like warrior of a woman who had the worst thing imaginable happen to her and she like came out the other side like like a champion. Okay. So I don't see why she would like make up some story if it yeah. didn't actually happen.
1: Okay. I was just curious because you know like desperation makes people do really strange things.
0: Yeah. And I also like I didn't look into this but where's the dad in all this? Well, a
1: lot of times you do hear that tragedy either brings you closer together or forces you apart. So if she's doing all this, maybe he just couldn't handle and was like, I can't do this and split or, you know, like they divorced or whatever. But you'd think he would, unless it's that, like you mentioned, that whole guilt thing. Yeah. You know,
0: I don't know. I should have looked into it, but I didn't. Uh, Maybe we'll...
1: That's because you were so distracted by what a badass his mom was. <laughs> she
0: is like I can't even imagine what she went through and she just like kept keep keeps on fighting. So um yeah, so claims her son and came and visited her. Is it true? I hope so. Do we know for sure? No. Um, now in nineteen ninety nine, a man again, nineteen ninety nine, okay. a man who was a witness in an embezzlement trial, so different trial claimed that he had been one of the men who abducted Johnny, and he himself was the victim of the same sex trafficking ring that Johnny had been brought into.
1: Um, Which isn't uncommon. No. You know, um, those two serial killers with, like, they were a couple, and I, at this moment, can't remember their names, but he would have her with him to like abduct women. Oh, I
0: think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like a
1: Canadian couple or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. it's a crazy story. Yeah, it is a crazy story. Is
0: Canada Midwestern? Just kidding. <laughs> Canadians would probably like, punch me in the face. I like
1: literally considered I was like,
0: hmm. <laughs> is it,
1: could we get away with
0: that? No. <laughs> probably not. Um now, however, police were able to determine that this man was actually in Omaha, Nebraska at the time of the crime. And as me and you know, Omaha is about two to three hours from Des Moines. So.
1: Yeah. So pretty unlikely.
0: Yeah. So I don't really know why he decided to just randomly in an embezzlement trial, bring that up. But he did. So
1: maybe to try and get a plea bargain or sympathy because he's saying like, oh, I was a victim too. Yeah. So this is why I did that. Yeah. Maybe it was a I don't know.
0: Now, this is me just being me. (laughs) But what I like, I was like, "Oh, Noreen testified in that like pedophile crime ring in Nebraska, and this guy was in Omaha, Nebraska at the time of the abduction." Connection? Don't probably not, but that's just where my mind goes.
1: I feel like that's a stretch. There, that's a a stretch. There, sis. Probably. Sorry about that.
0: Um, (laughs) now in 2006 august of 2006 so Ooh, so we jumped seven years yeah um okay. and we're like what almost 10 tw- almost 20 30, 30, years? 30, almost 30 years 30 years past when johnny was She's so abducted weird. um noreen told the press that some photographs had been dropped off at the front door of her house the photos were of three boys who were bound and gagged Apparently, other people also connected to the gay- case had received the same photos anonymously. Noreen- I hate
1: that. <laughs> I hate that. Ugh.
0: Noreen stated in one of the photos, a boy had on a pair of sweatpants that looked like the pair that Johnny had been wearing the day of his abduction. Um, so Noreen believed that the photos were her son and were authentic. However, police believe otherwise.
1: Of course they do.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Again, though, she's got such an emotional reaction and, like, not reaction, but like an emotional connection to all this. So I could see why. And I'm not like defending the police or anything because they clearly didn't handle this super well by just assuming he was a runaway automatically and everything. But, like, they don't have that emotional response. Yeah. So I can kind of understand why they'd be like, no.
0: Also. Law enforcement officials in Florida had stated that these photos were linked to a case in the 1970s, which if you remember is before Johnny was abducted. Yes. So, police in Florida claim that these photos had already been investigated before Johnny was even abducted. Okay. Um they're thinking that someone just was playing a cruel, cruel pr- prank on Maureen. Words are hard tonight, aren't they? So hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a struggle. It's been a long week. I should have cracked a cocktail, but I didn't.
1: You can for my story okay. later. Perfect. I won't mind.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, so I just want to say, if you are a person who plays a cruel prank on a poor woman whose son has been abducted and is missing, you are the scum of the earth.
1: There's a special place in hell for people like that.
0: I just don't get it. Like did you were you're like oh this will be fun like
1: we're like haha look at how funny i am that's it yeah it's just it's sick it doesn't it's
0: sick it doesn't make any sense um to me and i feel so bad for her so now we've had the little boy in oklahoma who came up and running to the girl yeah screaming i am johnny Ghosh. we've had the dollar bill that was written on okay we had The wall in the restroom at the restaurant in Colorado that was written on. Which, again, I want to point out, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, not that far from each other.
1: No, not really.
0: Literally, you get on I-80 and you go straight and you go through all three of those states. That's very true. um, Connection, again, me probably reaching. Well,
1: (laughs) although with the serial killer truckers... Yeah. I mean, that's a major highway. So, yeah. It that's, would be. It's not outside of the realm of possibilities, it would be that that's for sure. that far
0: fetched to think that they are probably using those highways. Yes. Yeah. In this Ugh, ring. So creepy. Yeah. I hate it. Um, And then we have Noreen claiming Johnny came and visited her yes. in 1999. And now we have photos in 2006.
1: Yikes. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. And. And it's hard to say that none of it is true and it's hard to say that all of it is true. And that's I think the hardest part. That's the hardest part of this case.
0: And that's why I think there's a little bit of conspiracy like involved in this because like all like these are all theories. Like none of us really Yeah even know what happened. Um now, the last thing I wanna well, one of the last things I wanna mention here is um Johnny was abducted from the same vicinity as another young boy named Eugene Martin, who disappeared in 1984. So that was just two years after Johnny. And both of these boys were on newspaper delivery routes. So no
1: shade against Eugene's parents. But if you're doing your kids doing a newspaper route, where another kid had been kidnapped <laughs> less than 2 years before why are you letting them go by themselves yeah and like what are you doing
0: uh, there's no like it's unknown if these two two cases are linked so but still just the fact that they're in the same vicinity it's 2 years after and they're both newspaper, newspaper boys, boys it seems a little su- suspicious
1: yeah and like be a better parent <laughs>
0: jesus we're not parents so we can't really say no i would let my kid do a paper road i'll say that
1: by themselves two years after the some kid had been kidnapped baloney yeah, you can't, baloney you can't let
0: your kids like live in fear like that you
1: live in fear like that emily
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't really look into I didn't look into Eugene's case at all To be honest with you So
1: you could do Eugene's case at another time Maybe
0: yeah maybe that'll be my next case We'll go back to back with it But um, I just thought that was like something interesting That you couldn't know And we probably should know um, Yeah for sure Not sure if it's linked or not But pretty interesting Um, Now Noreen started the Johnny Ghosh Foundation In 1982 Shortly after Johnny disappeared she has been a huge advocate for child abductions and pedophile ri- Oh, my God. I probably said that wrong. She's not an advocate for them. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even catch that. I don't know. <laughs> God. I wrote this really late last night. Jeez. Was it
1: like 930,
0: 945? Uh, yeah. <laughs> way past my bedtime. <laughs> you know what I mean, though, right? Like, yes. Against sh- it. Against child abductions and pedophile rings. Um, She's never given up the hope that her son Johnny is still alive and she wholeheartedly believes that he is. Um, He would be about 50 or 51 years of age today. Okay. Um, And honestly, nobody really knows what happened to Johnny Ghosh back in 1982. And that is the story of the disappearance of Johnny Ghosh. And I am curious to hear, like, what do you think happened? You
1: know... I love and hate these kind of stories because I love them because it's like, that's so fascinating. I've never heard this story. Like there are so many possibilities, but I hate them because there's no answer. Yeah. You know, like I'm super into the Amelia Earhart story. Oh, yeah. And it just frustrates the crap out of me that I don't know what happened and we might never know what happened. Yeah. So I'm I'm always hopeful that when I get to heaven, I can be like, all right, God answer all of my questions yeah what happened to this what is this what is that you know because I just I just want to know I want to know all the answers
0: so you're not going to tell me what you- <laughs> happened. Um, I mean the pedophile ring
1: is is probably if you believe all of the facts yeah is is probably what I lean towards
0: like if you believe she like the private investigator what he found was true and
1: like the dollar bill and the kid yelling and the, the writing on the wall of
0: the bathroom and like, and the fact that he like came and visited her.
1: Yeah. So if, if you believe those things and especially because it is on that one freeway on I-90 or 80 or whatever, I think I-90 is in my story. So, (laughs) um, if you believe all of that truly was him I think it does point to, like, a trucker, like, pedophile ring, which, again, we do know they have a propensity to be, not all of them, obviously, but, like, a lot of times you hear that serial killers were truckers or a lot of women go missing on specific roads because it's a road that a trucker root is on so do you think he's still alive today I would like to but it doesn't make sense to me because again every pedophile has their preferences and once you age out of that preference so
0: you just don't think he's just like in hiding
1: no no that doesn't no that doesn't make sense to me unfortunately I would love to believe that yeah but it, it's been so long at this point that like most of the people that would have been his attackers and his abusers
0: probably aren't are probably dead around yeah so so why not like come yeah out of hiding if you are in hiding at this point yep
1: exactly and like you're you're hurting more people if it is still going on and you're not coming forward at this point yeah it's been so long for him you know like forty some years almost right
0: yeah he would be fifty one he was it would have been like thirty-eight years, ago yeah. Right now at this point, good math. Thanks. Well, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I kind of t- tend to agree with you. I do think the the likelihood of him being abducted into a a pedophile ring is probably pretty high, unfortunately. And I I just I don't I don't think he's in hiding to this day. But you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to believe that he is because I want to believe Johnny, if best. you're
1: listening and you're in hiding, send, send us, us an, an email.
0: email. We won't. We'll send it on to your mom, Noreen.
1: Midwest Madness Podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, at Gmail. So, yeah. that's. I just thought that was like a pretty crazy story. It had like a lot of twists and turns. It's really sad. I'm really angry at the West Des Moines Police Department for not taking it seriously right off the bat. I, I don't know if I... You ever really remember a story where you don't really mention the police at all and I didn't really mention the police at all in yeah that one, so and like I we
1: both listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and unfortunately this reaction happens more, more in- often than we would hope yeah um I think it's not as common now because i think with social media it's a lot easier to get someone's face out there yeah so even if the police aren't like super involved right away i feel like information gets spread so much quicker Mm -hmm. that hopefully they're like okay well i guess we need to take this seriously but you just never know
0: yep um if you guys want to you know email us or dm us or Tweet us what your theories are on this case. I'd be really interested to hear yes. um, other people's thoughts. So um, we'll plug those socials in a second here. But do I do you want to talk about my sources. Yes, I was going to do
1: dear sources first. Yeah.
0: Um, so the information I got for this story came from um, an article written by Annette Thomas from the Owlcation website. And it was titled the Johnny Ghosh Trage- tragedy, a story of kidnapping, mind control, and pedophilia. Um, I got information from the CharlieProject dot um, which the Charlie Project is a great website, um, and then the crimemuseum.org dot website as well. And Did
1: you say your first source was something with owl the, uh, in the name?
0: Owlcation.
1: Emily hates owls. I
0: have an irrational <laughs> fear. I know it's irrational, but you can't talk me out of it.
1: No, you really just can't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, our socials are mwmadnesspodcast at gmail.com for our email. Um, our Instagram is mwmadnesspodcast. Um, our Facebook page is midwestmadness.com podcast and i think our twitter is also um mw madness let me
0: double check and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please give us a five star rating and leave us a nice review because we really we like that
1: (laughs) yeah it's really helpful it gets our name out there and it makes us feel good yes it does i sent emily like 1,000 screenshots this week of being like,
0: look it, look it, look it, look it. I swear to God, like every stream, like every one stream, she would send me another screenshot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was Um, excited. If you have any corrections or comments or concerns, feel free to reach out to us. But again, please be nice. And do you have that Twitter, Danielle? I
1: don't. It's on my computer. I'm so sorry. We'll we'll plug it in the next episode. I'm going to assume
0: it's MWM madness podcast yeah i'm I'm gonna assume 99 sure it is we'll find out in the next one yeah
1: i have to get it on my phone too
0: okay cool well thanks for listening you guys i hope you enjoyed the story of johnny um let us know what you think uh, about what happened to him and we will see you guys next tuesday
1: all right let's go eat some pizza Mm (laughs)
0: okay